coaching changes in Los Angeles to help Justin Herbert. Will Tom Brady stay? Will he go? What are the best options for TB12? And, well, both hosts today, Tony Wiggins and myself, covered teams that won in the wildcard round, get our firsthand experiences, that and so much more on today's edition of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again, everyone, and welcome into another edition of a Locked On NFL. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And thank you so much for making us your first listen. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Tony Wiggins and James Rapine with you on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. Tony, let's start with what happened on Tuesday in Los Angeles as the Chargers announcing that they have parted ways with offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Shane Day. Your reaction to this move, and was this the right move following a game that you saw firsthand? The Chargers blew a 27-point lead in Jacksonville to lose last Saturday night. It's a scapegoat move. That's what it is. The head coach needed to go, but they're not going to do it because they like him. The bottom line is it doesn't matter that they got the ball three times in uh, within Jack- Jacksonville's 16-yard line and, and, and got points each time. It doesn't matter that it, with the exception of the very last possession in the first half, they started out no worse than the 40, their own 42 yard line. All right. And they were up 27, nothing. And yeah, they only scored three points in the second half, but let me tell you what happened in the second half. Also, the Jaguars scored on every single possession. And Brandon Staley is the defensive coach. They scored on every, in fact, they held the Chargers to three points and Jacksonville had the ball five times and scored five times so i don't know how you necessarily blame that on the offense uh we've been talking about justin herbert as if he's in the same category as patrick mahomes as well as josh allen well how did he get there how did austin eckler have all of those yards and catches how did the offensive line finally improve to the point where they are who they are how did they have output from all of their receivers, even the guy when Keenan Allen was hurt, we found out who Josh Palmer was, right? Mm-hmm. My thing is, sorry, I'm not saying that those offensive offensive coaches were great, but what I'm saying is, is I don't think this is going to fix the problem. I think they just, I think they got a broken leg and they gave somebody a Tylenol. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. And we, we didn't discuss our opinions pre-show meeting, but I, I, I completely 100% agree with you and I not, not that this is the wrong move from an offensive standpoint I think they all should have been gone sure because in, and I mean this with all due respect to the Jags if you're up 27 I don't care if the game is in Jacksonville Jupiter Mars doesn't matter it should be game over Jacksonville donated you that game 
That's what they did. Trevor Lawrence went through essentially um, rookie playoff mistakes. Yep. And they overcame it because and it, to me, it starts with the head coach. And I, it's not just him. I think Justin Herbert has all the physical skills in the world. Go make a play. Go make a play. I don't care who's coaching you, all of those things. So I don't put it all on the coaching staff, but certainly a lot of it. And this feels like a cop-out move. And look, do I, do I think that this offense with, with Joe Lombardi, where they're dinking and dunking, essentially with Justin, that that's the way to go? No, not necessarily. But they didn't have Mike Williams. And, and whose fault did. was that, by the way? B- Brandon Staley's. Okay. And I'm glad you – I'm glad you mentioned that because it's, it's not like he's, you know, just, Oh, our defense was great with Bosa coming back and Matt. No, like make a play, find a way. And, and they didn't. And, and so one, the Mike Williams thing is a real issue Two, Brandon Staley deserves a ton of blame here. And, and three, I think that ownership cheaped out. Because if they let go of Staley, you know who they'd be in the running for. Sean yep. Payton. And they wouldn't and get him. Know, and they wouldn't get him. You know why? Because they, of money. Right. Money, money, money. Are you in the business of winning? Or are you in the business of being competitive? And if I'm a Chargers fan today, I feel pretty uneasy. Not about quarterback. Not about guys like Rashawn Slater or Austin Eckler. All these really exciting players. And you know they have a really good roster. There's no denying it. But Brandon Staley's coming back. I I think it was the wrong move. Doesn't mean Sean Payton would have guided them to a Super Bowl. I don't think any coach has done that with two separate teams. But but I think it would have given them a better chance. And, and maybe it wouldn't have been Payton and it would have been someone else. But I would have pulled the plug on this whole thing. Instead, they're going to get an OC in there that could be one and done, depending on what happens with Brandon Staley next season. They might go back and get Pep Hamilton if he's available. And I know he didn't set the world on fire in Houston, but when he was the quarterback's coach with the charge of Justin Herbert shined and you give him more talent than Houston has, he may be able to do something, but you're right. I got to mention something that Jim Trotter said, Jim Trotter who covers the NFL. Jim Trotter did say this. He says that the Chargers aren't as cheap as we think when it comes to paying players. The problem sure. the Chargers would have is giving up a first-round pick for Sean Payton. They do not give up their picks. They always use their picks. So I'm with you. It feels like they're a really, really cheap team. But I also mentioned that, I, you know, without mentioning what Trotter said, who's been around the Chargers for 10 years covering them closely, uh, That that's what he said. They They also, to me, they're one of those teams that, the situation, like you just started naming all of their players, right? I can do the same thing. So much talk has been about the fact that Green Bay only has two Super Bowl wins and they've had like 32 or 33 years of Hall of Fame quarterback, Brett Favre. Uh-huh. Okay, let me name this. And, and Aaron Rodgers. Let me let me tell you, they start with Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees back then, but he was still, he was Drew Brees. He was just young. Mm-hmm. And you go straight into Phillip Rivers for about 15, 16 years. Mm -hmm. And you go straight from that to Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. And this is what I said the the, the night before the game. And I said it at halftime. By the way, real quick, LaDainian Tomlinson, Sean Merriman, all of these guys mixed in there too. Go ahead. 
Uh, Vincent Jackson, oh. uh, Antonio Gates. You feel me? Stunt, I mean, stunt. just, just yes. I, and you can name all the DBs. I, I don't know if there's another team that has had more people that were superstars and all pro and, and pro bowl type guys who haven't won a thing. And they've had them all together. I said before, last week on my Friday show, ain't nobody scared of the Chargers. Now, this is a knock on the fans. This is not a knock on the guys that Drogi and and Daniel Wade that cover them. I'm not. I'm not gloating. I'm dead serious. I think we're letting people off the hook, and I'm saying this for the fans of that team. We're letting people off the hook because there was this perception that that the Chargers going to boat race the, the, the Jaguars. And folks were talking about them, and we feel about them as if there's some playoff juggernaut, and we feel the same way about Justin Herbert, who ain't never won one playoff game. And he doesn't receive the heat that Lamar Jackson did before he had never won a playoff game. They still talk about this kid as if he's one of the top four guys, and he just very well might be. But my point is we – He's not top three. We distribute the I'll heat. tell you right now he's not top three. Right. I know. I, I hate to cut you off. No, I got you because your the, guy the is – Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, in some order. It right. isn't. It right. isn't Herbert. In all these analytics guys, man, nationally, oh man, Herbert is the perfect quarterback. Man, if you're up 27 in Jacksonville, I don't yeah. care who's on your roster. That's or coaching. right. Make one more play. That's right. Keep going. So to to your point, and we'll get. I know we're going to talk about this in segment three, but to your point, if you throw four picks in the first half and you're down 27 to nothing, does Justin Herbert bring that team back? Like that kid from like the kid here did, Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence. No, if you can't hold does, a twenty-seven nothing lead, there's no way you can tell me you'll overcome one. Does Doug Peterson uh, or does Brandon Staley guide the, his team like Doug Peterson did? That's the other part of this too. That that's which is why is interesting. This is a scapegoat. Yep, yep. And and up next, we're we're going to continue the quarterback conversation a bit. Uh, if we talked about Herbert there. Well, let's talk about TB12, Tom Brady. It was an ugly season for the Buccaneers despite winning a division title. They finish 8-10. and 10. They get absolutely boat raced by the Cowboys. They were awful on Monday night. So should he stay? Should he go? What are his best options? We will rank them, and then we'll talk about our wildcard experiences as we roll on. But I have to tell you about Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. It's my go-to daily. Why? Well, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. Healthy and tasty, the best combo. And right now, well, you can get them in person. You don't just have to go to built.com like the past, which you could certainly order from there, but they're at your local Walmart. They're at Sam's Club as well across the country. So if you're looking for cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, all of their different options, well, you can get them today. So don't delay Grab a Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet at Built.com, Sam's Club, or Walmart. You can thank me later. That's right. You started that thing off, man. You said it's covered with 100% chocolate. You ain't have to give me no more reasons. That's enough right there because I love me some <laughs> chocolate. Thanks again for making Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Bengals and Locked On NFL. You know what I mean. Ooh, thanks thanks like again it. for making Locked On NFL your First, listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Monday, local listeners cover the weekend with Game to Game 
episodes. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. You should know that because you're sitting here listening to me and my man James right now. Break it down about quarterbacks. I think we're going to talk about an old. We're talking about younger guys. We're talking about an older guy now. Yep, we are. Tom Brady. And look, it was ugly this year. And so first things first, Tony. And I'm not going to say I'm breaking the news because that implies that I'm in the know. And I'm not. I'm not going to pretend like I'm close with Tom or his family or I know his agent or I know something. I'm not. But I want to give you my thoughts. And in fact, I'll, I'll bet with you if you want. Depends on how you feel about it. Again, I don't know how you feel. But Tom Brady is coming back next season. I'll break the news my way. I would be absolutely shocked, stunned, floored if he walked away after this season, Uh, especially given what what has happened off the field. I don't think there's that pressure to leave now, at least not as much. He's clearly got a hunger to still perform at a high level. This year was really, really frustrating. I think he plays another year. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Agree. And I can tell you, I think we're, I, I, I got a feeling he's going somewhere where the weather is really hot. Okay, go ahead. G- give me your, uh, give me your idea. Does it, does it have to do with, uh, you know, gambling by any chance? That's one of them. Okay. Well, what, what one were you thinking about? Cause I think that's really interesting now. Uh, if he got on, I-75 South and then cut across the muck down by Bell Glade and goes over to South oh, Florida. Oh, <laughs> All right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, they got in trouble for talking about doing it anyway, right? Two, two or three years ago. And well, Tua. But Mike McDaniel and their they're both saying, hey, he's you know, Tua's gonna be their quarterback. They said okay. that this week, Tony. Well, that's what they're supposed to say. You know, <laughs> it's a need to know basis, right? They're supposed yeah. to say that. Two has three, had three. Didn't he have three concussions or he was in the protocol three, three times three. this year? Yep, three. Tom Brady's going to go somewhere where he can win right away. Mm-hmm. So the other place that I, I that I had an idea about was um, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. His old, his former offensive coordinator, he walks into the door and knows the offense, which that really yep. doesn't matter for a 45-year-old first ballot Hall of Famer because he knows every offense. But um, – I think it it also makes Devontae Adams not as angry. Yep. It also means that Darren Waller can know that he'll finally get the ball again. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs will, if they decide to keep him, will have a big, tremendous year, just like he just did. And it's instant credibility in terms of the fans not wanting to run Josh McDaniels out Mm-hmm. because he did worse than Rich Basakia did. So, it, it, you know, it, it still it still leaves them wondering who's going to be the guy for the future. Like you and me, we're sitting here with our particular fan bases. We're very, very happy that the teams are playing well. But the other thing that makes us really happy, too, is we know for the next decade or so we're good at that position, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and then there's a certain comfort level that comes with that, right? Kind of like having a pension, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, your worst thing that happens, you know, your pension can pay your bills, you know, even if you stop making money, it, that's the thing about having a young guy at that position that outside of concussions or something that we can't really imagine injuries don't 
like torn Achilles and knees. It's not like in basketball when your franchise player tears that Achilles or tears that knee, he may never be the same again, right? Well, quarterback, that doesn't happen. The only thing that could really, really mess mess you up is what happened with Tua. But mm-hmm. outside of that, there aren't very many injuries that will change the course of the next 10 years. So you get really, really comfortable when you have a franchise quarterback. Well, we we agree that he's he's coming back, and we'll see if that actually holds true. Like I said, no insider knowledge. It's just I, I feel very, very strongly that he's just out in Tampa, and he's going to go elsewhere. And and so I'll rank him because to me, there's no one rooting harder. And, and this sounds rude, but against Brock Purdy than Tom Brady. Right. Including the team that's going to face him, every Cowboys fan everywhere this week. And the reason is because if, if Purdy's the reason that the 49ers lose, well, then of course you go get Tom Brady. You don't bring back Jimmy G. You don't worry about Trey Lance. You get Brady for one year and you say, all right, throw it to arguably the best tight end in the game when he's healthy. Throw it to Debo or Christian McCaffrey. And we have an awesome defense behind you, Tom. Let's roll. And all and it's home. Teams, it's home. And it's home. It is home. And I think that would be his dream. I think it's unrealistic at this point. Brock Purdy's been impressive, man. <laughs> and not that the 49ers are going to win it all, but I he may have already shown enough to where they're like, let's just roll with the young kid and, and have him compete with with uh, Trey Lance and go from there. So if it's not San Francisco, I'll rank the other destinations because I think Miami is a great option. I do. Mm-hmm. They can run the ball. They have a young offensive mind that's creative. They have two awesome deep threats. It would have been nice if Jalen Waddle could have catch a pass, could catch a pass. Unreal. They might have beat Buffalo if he did. I mean, geez, oh, Pete. And I know some of them were contested catches. It's the playoffs, man. You're the seventh overall pick. You got to make some plays, especially with a third string quarterback. And, and so they have weapons. And, you know, maybe they keep Mike Gasicki and try to find a way there. But the Raiders one just it seems it seems like that's the most likely. I would put Miami ahead of Las Vegas, but this Raiders destination, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. I'm not sure there's a quarterback ever, and I'm obviously joking here a bit, that likes five, ten, five, eleven slot receivers that happen to be white more than Tom Brady. I mean, it just works out, right? And yeah. no, it, obviously I'm kidding a little bit. It doesn't matter if you're white, but whatever. He'll, he'll throw it to you if you're open. Yeah. And we saw that with Chris Godwin, by the way, who that's the other argument here. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they have weapons in Tampa. It was weird. There's a report out that a pewter report, I think said that Byron left, which could be out. And I know you probably have some, some strong feelings there. I, I think Tampa, I think Tampa is going to try to keep him too. Look at those options. I mean, Tampa, that's a pretty good option in a, a bad division still. And, and maybe you can tweak things and make things work. The Raiders, yeah, there's a lot of talent in that division, but there's no reason why they shouldn't be better, at least on paper. And they've dealt with some injuries this year. Miami's a good option, and San Francisco's a good option. Why one, wouldn't you come back? Why wouldn't you? I got one more. There's one oh. more option. Hmm. I doubt if he does it. But for all the reasons you just mentioned, the Jets are actually a really good option for a quarterback too right now. You want to talk I just about don't want I just don't want to go to play in that division. But still, if you I mean, if you go to the Raiders, you got to play against the Chiefs. If you go to Miami, you got to play in the division, right? You got to play against the Bills still. Yeah. It's, so the, the Jets That would be that, he, They got so a lot he, of pieces. They got a lot of pieces. His first son is in New York. Now, 
uh, there's been a lot of speculation about that. Like people in New England, like, would he really do that to Robert Kraft? And so the other dark horse would be he was going to go to Miami, New England. I, it's still the yeah. Jets. It's right. still the Jets. Right. It, it's it's a bigger rivalry, I'd say, than uh, than the Dolphins. But yeah, it's uh, th- that's an interesting one too. And they have weapons, and they have a defense, and they could certainly run the ball. Listen, like all these teams, that's the one thing. If, if you're the, the Bucks and you try to keep him, I think you have to find a way to get that run game going at least a little bit because they were just – I mean, you're asking him to throw 55 times, and that's just a lot to ask any quarterback in this league to do. Up next, both of our teams advanced in wild card weekend, the teams we cover. Let's talk about those experiences as we uh, wrap things up here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. Our sponsor for today is BetOnline.net. It is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. I was on a roll for a minute, man, telling everybody to pay attention to those new, those Brooklyn Nets. And then KD is going to miss about a month. So now they've been losing again. But that's all right because we have time to get that together. All you have to do is get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Find out when KD's coming back. Find out who's going to host or where they're going to play the AFC championship game. College bowl season came and went, but guess what? Basketball is still in full effect as we approach the all-star game. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at bet online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Let's keep things rolling, Tony. And, and let's start with Jacksonville. Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. Who down by a lot. Yeah. And you, you said it in our group chat because there were some some hosts saying, uh, in our network saying, are, are fans going to leave? And you said no. No. Because they've they've made too many comebacks. And, well, good good thing for, for the Jags and for their fans. They did make another comeback. What was that like seeing that and, and obviously seeing a victory there in Jacksonville? I knew they were going to come back. I knew they were going to make a game of it. As the game started to ebb and flow right with about seven or eight minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, I said, I hope that, you know, too many times we've seen teams get behind and they rally. And right when they get to that point, they just run out of gas. I said, I hope they don't miss a field goal. Um, On the last drive, they had third and one. Well, they had like second and five. They ran the ball and got four yards, it was third and one. And I said, they're out of field goal race. They got to make this first down. They tried to throw it, and they didn't. And that's when I was like, all of this rallying for – it's fourth and one there at the 45-yard line. That All of that rallying, and it's a minute, 28 seconds left, and they get here, and they run the ball. And I understand Doug running the ball. You know, getting in third and one is, you know, it's kind of ideal in that situation. Doug calls a timeout. And goes wing T. He puts three running backs in the game. It looked like something that uh, Delaney or Newt Rockney or somebody like that or Bear Bryant would have run. Mm-hmm. And he ran toward when they gave the ball to ETN. They pinned the the left side of the Chargers defense. He actually mm-hmm. ran right towards me. That's where I sit in the press box, and I went like this. I thought he was going to score a touchdown, and it was amazing. The place went crazy. He stayed in bounds. And when he kicked a field goal, it was almost like the place didn't erupt the way I thought it would. The place actually erupted earlier when they scored that last touchdown and they got that stop and they forced 
the Chargers to punt. At the end, it was almost like everybody said, "This is what they do. This is what they do. This is what they do." And they they can't do that this week. (laughs) Well, I keep saying that, and then they do it again. Yeah, they don't care. They're just too young to care. Yeah. Now I watch your game. I'm gonna let you comment on it, but I'm gonna tell you something about your game. Mm-hmm. Y'all should have lost, but you didn't because they did what they do as well. Yep. Yeah, I think that was my big takeaway is, look, awful matchup. You have another offensive line injury. Burrow, I thought, played well, but the offensive line just was not holding up. And what the Ravens do defensively just made it really, really tough. And they found a way. And sometimes you just have to find a way. And That's move it. And I, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do this week in Buffalo, but I give the Jags a, a real puncher's chance against the chiefs in seeing a young team that was wide eyed, bright eyed, bushy tailed, go into Arrowhead last year and in win, you can't get off to that bad start. And I know the Bengals did last year in the AFC title game and rebounded. That, that's not a formula for success, but sometimes not knowing and not just being young that's the way to go And the these jags kind of remind me of that now they're going to need to scheme up some things for that offense to stick with it because we know the chiefs are going to put up points but these aren't your these aren't the chiefs from three years ago no they missed Tyreek. they missed tyree kill no doubt they, they just don't have that explosion and so yeah they're good pass blocking but but jags can get after the quarterback so you you got a shot. I think that's going to be a real fun game. And, uh, you know, the Trevor Lawrence Saturday record is, is kind of fun to, to talk about. Yeah. They got to get off to a better start. Doug Peterson 0-2 against Andy Reid. But I certainly give them a puncher's chance. And, you know, I think that this uh, this NFL – this is fun because both of the teams we cover are still alive. This NFL announcing on Tuesday, hey, get your tickets for the neutral site game in Atlanta between the Bills and the Chargers for next – or Bills and the Chiefs for next week in the AFC title game. I think that that – I would print that out and put it on every locker if I'm the Jags and in, in, in Bengals. By the way, full transparency, I'm asking you a question. This is probably something mm-hmm. you normally would do off the air, but I'll do it on the air because I'm sure there are people just like me. I'm confused as to why that game is not going to be played. If that game – if those teams win, I'm confused as to why the game's not going to be an arrowhead. And here's why. I thought the Chiefs were the number one seed the night the Bengals and the Bills played and that the Bengals and the Bills were essentially playing for number two and that the only way either one of them could be number one is if the Chiefs lost in week 17. So so that's not correct. The Bills controlled their own destiny. All they had to do, if they had beat the Bengals, then they beat, uh, when in week 18, they would have gotten the the, The the first round bye. Yep. Okay. And, gotcha. and so that, then, there's then that. that settles it. Yep. That settles it. Yep. But the reason the Bengals are bothered by this is they had to do win in week 18 to avoid a coin toss with Baltimore, but they had a chance to take over the two seed to host the bills in this round. And because that beat. game, because yes, because that game wasn't played, you have no winner. The NFL just took it out. Well, now they have no chance of doing that. And so now they're default to go, to Buffalo regardless. And so they were like, well, shouldn't there be a coin flip or neutral side or something? I got you. And, and so they were bothered that on one end they had to have that, but the other they didn't, which I understand. And uh, that's why I would print out the AFC 
you know, oh, hey, everyone thinks that it's Mercedes-Benz Stadium next week. Mahomes, Allen, last year it was the AFC title game anyway, even though it was in the divisional round. What, what do you guys think about it? And I don't know if Zach Taylor or Doug Peterson will use that. Yeah. But me personally, that would bother me if I was on the team. Hell yeah, it yeah. bothers me. You you already yeah. planned for us not to be, you know. Yeah. Like, okay. We'll we'll see you soon. And and by the way, I don't think there's really a bad with those four. There's not really a bad AFC title game. You know, if it's Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence, this upstart Jags team versus the Bills in Buffalo, that's fun. If it's Burrow Lawrence, we know the storyline there. If it's Allen Mahomes, we know it there. If it's Mahomes Burrow, I mean. Sign me up, man. It's it's the beauty of the AFC, but you, you really can't go wrong with that AFC slate. And by the way, if if our teams win, we meet in Cincinnati. Ooh. Are you coming? I might. I might. Um, here's here's the thing. We planned my son's birthday is February twelfth, Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. And he's a big Bob Marley fan, so we rented a house on the beach in Jamaica. If the Jaguars make the Super Bowl, I won't. Can I come be, to that? You yeah. come stay with me come in Cincinnati for come the on. title game, and then I get to go to Jamaica. Come on, uh, un- unless you know the Bengals are playing. Then. Right. So if the Jaguars win, which is also why I had my surgery that I had. I had it moved up to December 29th. I, I didn't want to fly just in case. Yeah. Right. So if the Jaguars win that entire week, <laughs> I'll be in Jamaica. I won't even. I won't even go to the Super Bowl. I won't be covered. You know, I'll do what I got to do, but I'm telling everybody I might have my shirt off and I'm going to be in front of some blue water and we're going to be doing this podcast uh, from my civil science in Jamaica. That'll be nice. You'll be nice and relaxed. By the way, there are a lot of listeners. I could feel it as you were saying it, that say the Jags don't have a chance to make it there. And I'm just saying it. I'm putting it out there now because Never say never. That's what last year's playoff run for the Bengals taught me. So uh, I'm excited to see these games, man. It should be a fun week. This is, this, is a, this is a resilient, tough little team. That's all I tell you. All, all I'm going to tell you. They are they – are, they're the young kids walking down the street in the neighborhood. You cross the street when you see them coming. That's what it – I'm telling you, that's who they are. Yeah. It's like they – don't let Trevor's hair fool you. Don't, don't – don't, there ain't no sunshine. And Jacks will whoop your ass if you run up on him. I'm telling you. <laughs> this ain't no sunshine. I like it. Yeah, That's pretty good. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, man, it's fun. It's always fun here. Make sure you tap in every single day this week. The guys will always bring it to you the way it's supposed to be done here on Locked On NFL. For James and Tony, you guys, make sure you take care of each other. And we'll see you on next Wednesday.